Greetings gamers, I'm Ben Roth, and I'm Shoot Cabal, and you're listening to Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. Alright everyone, welcome to part two of Marvel vs. Capcom. Right. We introduced pretty much everything last time, so uh, to recap, we had a really, really close match last time. There were two for Carlos's Marvel picks, two for uh, the last weekend's Capcom picks, and then one where you and I could not choose. And so Prof Jeff, after much deliberation, which everyone heard, in the end gave Carlos the victory with Super Scrolls theme from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And as I mentioned, that is the only Marvel vs. Capcom 3 tune in either of these episodes. Everything that we are hearing tonight comes from Street Fighter vs. or, or X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, or Marvel vs. Capcom 2. This time around, Carlos is going to represent Capcom, and the last Recon is going to lead each round that you hear, listeners, by representing Marvel. And as I did last time, when I play the songs for Shu Kapow, I'm going to be mixing things up so he doesn't know whose is whose. And then when we come back, we will discuss the different tracks and decide which one we think is better. And we'll see if Prof Jeff has to come back in and pinch it for us again. <laughs> As with last time, after each track, or after each pair of tracks, uh, we will listen to testimonials from our two guests. And guys, thanks again for joining us. It's, it was a real blast listening to the episode last time. And can't wait to hear what y'all have to say this time. So... Once again, I'm going to try not to step on the toes too much of the points that they're going to make. I guess I did just a little bit last time. But, yeah, so... Shukapow, do you have a favorite Capcom character? Not really. Not really? Maybe Mega Man? <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite Marvel character? <laughs> no. Do you have, like, a favorite superhero at all? Uh, I guess Spider-Man, but... Eh. Okay, well, we are going to be hearing from Spider-Man tonight, once again, different than the Spider-Man we heard from last time. In fact, uh, let me see here. We have a couple of different repeats from last time. We are going to be hearing from Spider-Man and, and uh, Cyclops once again, although, again, different tracks than from last time. But there is one track that we will be hearing once again. And I'll see if you recognize it when it plays. But first, let's go ahead and get into round one. From Marvel vs. Street Fighter, we have Daryl's pick of Spider-Man's theme.
look at this. Back again. So, the track you just heard is from the game... Wow, I just had it up here. Oh, sorry about that. From the game Marvel Super Heroes. And this is the Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. And this is the theme of Spider-Man. Um, I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man. I'm more of a Venom guy. But my oldest son loves Spider-Man, so I figured I'd pick this track to start out with. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, that being said, I was hoping to maybe... What's the word I'm looking for? Indulge you in some trivia, if you will. Because I've been hearing on several different podcasts about how Carlito's supposed to be the authorized or the, the official expert on comics. Okay, I take some... I, I, I take a little bit of hurt with that. My, my pride's a little hurt for the simple fact that I know comics just as well as Carlito does. Granted, everything before the 90s, I really don't know much of, but I think I know just as much as Carlito does. That being said, I figure I'd give you guys some trivia throughout the show to take. I will pose the question, and then I'll give the answer on the follow after the following track. So, the first question I would like to ask, and don't worry, this is not going to be anything ridiculous, like, who was the artist that drew the 90s-style X-Men, Jim Lee? It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be more portrayed toward the characters. So, first question on the Marvel side would be, can you name one of their original founding Avengers? And I'll have the answer when we get back. Other than that, hope you guys enjoyed the track. And then from X-Men vs. Street Fighter, we have Carlos's pick, which is Cammy's theme. That was Kami's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Uh, this was composed by Shin Nishigaki, Setsuo Yamamoto, and Tatsuro Suzuki. Uh, Kami was introduced, or I, w- I should say she was reintroduced to the Capcom games through this game in X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Um, right now they have the Street Fighter Alpha series going, so, so it's kind of like a, I don't know, a reboot of the Street Fighter games. And they were slowly introducing more characters. And in Street Fighter Alpha 2, they introduced like Dalsim and Zangief. But um, Kami still hadn't been reintroduced in this new art style. And they did that for this game, which was really fun. So they redesigned her outfit and gave her a kind of a power boost, like I was saying with the other uh, Capcom characters. Um, and this track honestly sounds like something from Mega Man X. <laughs> it doesn't really sound like either an X-Men character or a Street Fighter character, but I think it's cool that they went with this original choice for her in the game. 
and um, she plays really fun. She's super fast. She's one of the fastest characters in the game. If she dashes at you, she can cross the screen instantly almost. And her cannon drill and our cannon spike, those moves travel across the length of the screen as well. Um, I just wanted to kind of showcase this track because I think it's pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> you can imagine like a, I don't know, like a shredding guitar cover of this and I'm sure there are a couple great ones out there but uh yeah cami's theme i'll keep this one short i'm sorry you guys i i know i ramble so much but yeah i hope you enjoyed it bye all right that was round one and <laughs> this is already tough we had to listen to those a couple of times to uh <laughs> to figure out which one which one we really liked and um now this time around, we actually listened to them in the order that uh, you heard them in, listeners. So that first round pick was from Marvel. Second one was from Capcom. We went back and forth quite a bit, but I think in the end, ultimately, as funky as that bass was in the first theme, I have to go with the second theme. What about you, Shukapau? Yeah, I'm going with the second too. And this is kind of incidental, I think, but something about the sound of that second theme won us over, and we picked out something that I don't think was intended by Carlos when he brought this theme, but it really sounds a lot like who, Shugaba? Montoya Sakuraba. It does. <laughs> There's Quite a real... because I'm playing as my own Lloyd me in Smash right now. Yep. <laughs> that may actually have been what made me think of it when you mentioned you were playing as Lloyd. But yeah. it's if I can't have him as a fighter, at least I can have him as a me. Yep. So does he feel different than he did in the last um, last game he was in? Was it Smash 4 or was it Smash Brawl that Lloyd was in? Uh, the the me. The, the me fighters that were introduced in Smash 4. Oh yeah, they weren't in Brawl, were they? Yeah, they weren't. But, so yeah, never mind. Anyway, um, I actually I don't think I ever played as enemies huh. in Smash Four. Oh, neat. Well, anyway, back to uh, Marvel versus Capcom because there I was gonna say there aren't any Capcom Marvel or Capcom characters in Smash, but there are like three Capcom characters in yeah. Smash. So never mind. But yeah, so the first theme that y'all heard was Spider-Man's theme from Marvel versus Street Fighter. An excellent first showing by The Last Regan. The theme that won this round was Carlos's pick, which was Cammy's theme from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. And very close, guys. Again, we had to listen to both of these like twice before we finally settled on Cammy's theme. Uh, a different night, this might have gone a different way. And who knows which one Prof Jeff would have picked if it had gone to a tiebreaker. So um, I guess we, we won't really know for sure how this is going to land until the end of the night. Holds true for all these. That's true. That is true. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and uh, get into round two. All right. Both of our tracks this time come from Marvel vs. Street Fighter. First, we have Apocalypse's theme, chosen by The Last Regan.
That was Theme of Apocalypse from Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. Um, I chose this theme because in terms of final bosses and fighting games, Apocalypse in this game is one of... He's not really hard per se, but it's more... To me, it's more memorable. It's kind of a... You know... It's just up there in terms of like boss fights and fighting games, and especially in these crossover games, in my opinion. Um, although, I do find it funny that we never got him in like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or anything like that, but it is what it is. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed the track. Um, Apocalypse, for those of you who don't know, was one of the main enemies of the X-Men. He is known as the first mutant, and he has his whole mentality of the strong shall inherit the earth type thing and kill the weak, so yeah. That being said, now for the answer to our previous trivia. The question was if you could name one of the founding members of the Avengers. Now, there are five of them, and the founding members of the Avengers are Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Ant-Man, and Wasp. So, for those of you who thought Captain America, no, he showed up after the fact. Way after the fact. So with that being said, on to my second trivia of the night. And it's about one of my favorite characters, Venom. So, besides Eddie Brock, how many people have actually worn the Venom symbiote suit? So, we'll have the answer after the end of the next track. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed this track. And if you can ever get your hands on this game via emulation or the actual game itself, I actually have the game for my Sega Saturn. Again, shout out to Chris Murray for the Suedo cart. Uh, definitely give it a play. It's a great game. And then Sakura's theme, chosen by Carlos. For my next Capcom selection, I chose Sakura's theme from Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. Uh, so yeah, I mentioned that all the themes are original for the characters in this game. And uh, this one also, uh, I feel, captures Sakura really well. It's got a nice light-hearted feel to it. Really uh, lines up with her character. They really souped her up. Um, she's got a really cool air fireball. Her hurricane kick is pretty strong. Her, uh, her Shoryuken 
in uh, Street Fighter Alpha 2, the game she was introduced in, she has a Shoryuken. She's like a fan of Ryu, so she imitates all his moves. And uh, she had a running Shoryuken, so uh, it would hit multiple times and does that here, and you have a huge fireball effect to go with that. There's also an interesting thing. She has like an, an evil mode, so she she's kind of like Akuma, <laughs> where uh, she has like a darker colored skin and he has darker colors and has more like a Akuma's moveset which is pretty funny um, but uh, yeah uh, I feel like for me the Capcom characters were more fun to play in the versus games because they had to do more to compete with the Marvel side because those guys can do they can fly and they can you know shoot lasers and all of this stuff so um, seeing what they did with their existing Street Fighter characters who were basically martial artists and um, how they had them compete with the Marvel side was really really fun and actually would inform their moves in their own series so like uh, games like Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4 and even now Street Fighter 5 you can see how they, they escalated the abilities in the game and some abilities that were created in the versus games find their way into the main series and um, it just makes for more fun games overall so yeah uh, that was Sakura in Marvel vs. Street Fighter hanging with the big dog she can take out the Hulk <laughs> and that was round two All right now this time these two were very different tracks yeah <laughs> I have a gut feeling which way you're gonna go with this um uh, I tell you what, let's let's say it on three, and then since that'll be confusing for people listening, we'll actually say it, but so we don't influence each other. One, two, three. Number second. one. <laughs> what? The second one? Yeah. Wow. Okay, like so <laughs> they were both First really good. The orc hits, right? Huh? They were both really good. Number one, it might have been because the orc hits, but also I don't know. I just the fast pace. Um, it was really, really cool. So I guess this time around, we'll have to uh, pull in our tiebreaker for Prof. Jeff. And uh, yeah, so well, let's go ahead and hear what Prof. Jeff has to say about these two tracks and which one he chooses. Right. Hello, everyone. Prof. Jeff here with a tie-breaking lightning round. First, we have the matchup everyone has requested. In the red corner, we have the first mutant in Sabanur, better known as the time-traveling genocidal super-dictator known as Apocalypse. In the blue corner, we have Ryu's biggest fan, the FGC's little sister, the karate schoolgirl who has been beating up Karen since before it was cool, Sakura from Street Fighter. Now as for the music, Apocalypse's theme starts off with a cool, slinky character introduction, and then the cluster of orchids kicks off an epic battle for the fate of two universes. The song does a great job of balancing the slow, ancient gravitas of Apocalypse as a character with the more kinetic, action-packed kind of sound you'd expect from a final boss battle. Meanwhile, Sakura's theme is more about beginning the journey than ending it. Makes me think of training montages and slice of life anime at Japanese high schools. It's a fun, poppy song that also has a climbing quality to it that conveys Sakura's optimism and determination as the perpetual underdog of the Street Fighter franchise. Yeah, Street Fighter franchise. These songs are both excellent, but I'm gonna have to give it to Sakura 
because her song does a better job of communicating the essence of its character. Where the apocalypse theme veers into generic boss song territory, Sakura's theme is a song that could never belong to anyone else. In the end, against all odds, it is the Japanese schoolgirl who delivers a knockout punch to the genocidal mutant mastermind. Alright, well, that was definitely a really tough round. Let's see if things get any tougher for us as we go into a, um, well, a very militaristic round three. The last weekend's pick, War Machine, from Marvel vs. Capcom. War Machine's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom, the first one. I have always been a huge fan of War Machine since the original uh, Iron Man cartoon that used to air during the 90s. Uh, shout out to those who remember it and the awesome theme song be I am Iron Man. You, you gotta look it up, it's, it was a great theme song. But anyway, I never liked Iron Man, never liked Tony Stark. I was always a War Machine. James Rowe. So, like, when Iron Man 2 was announced and they said War Machine was going to be in it, I was on it. Like, I had a War Machine cup uh, that broke, unfortunately. Like, I need more War Machine stuff, actually. But, yeah, so I always preferred War Machine. This is a great track. Um, he plays a little bit like Iron Man in the Marvel superheroes games. I just don't like Tony Stark. And it kind of has to do with the fact that him... Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, and Mr. Fantastic shot the Hulk into space. Let's see the near here nor there. Um, it's a great game. Uh, I have this game actually. A couple of years back, they released what was called the Marvel vs. Capcom Origins Collection for the Xbox 360 and PS3 on the Xbox Live Arcade, and it had both Marvel Superheroes and Marvel vs. Capcom One. So. Unfortunately, they lost the licensing rights to sell the game, so they had to pull it from the store. So, I mean, if you have it on a 360 and PS3, you know, you can always re-download it if you had already bought it. Um, I still have it on mine. It's a great game. Other than that, if y'all can find a um, port of it, I would definitely suggest doing that. Just don't get the PlayStation port. It was terrible. We're not going to talk about it. But, moving on. Okay, so the answer to the previous question, which was... How, other than Eddie Brock, how many people have been symbiotes? I mean, have had the Venom symbiote or been Venom? The answer is three. You've had Flash Thompson, Mac Gargan, and Lee Price. Oh, technically four, but I wouldn't really consider that guy to be Venom, actually, because he lost the... He literally got the suit, 
Uh, Eddie Brock sold the suit to a mafia boss who then gave it to his son because, you know, he thought it'd make his son, like, you know, put some spine in his back. And the son lost a fight to Spider-Man and tried to run away. And the symbiote was like, well, you're a punk. And literally left him, like, as he was in mid-swing and the guy died. So, yeah. Marvel Universe. Not too... Well, at least the Marvel comics are not a pretty place sometimes. So, that being said, on to my next piece of trivia. Hey, <laughs> hey. All right. Can you name at least... One member of the X-Men who has been on the Avengers. I will have the answers to that when we get back. Versus our returning Captain Commando, this time chosen by Carlos, also from Marvel vs. Capcom. You just listened to the theme of Captain Commando from Marvel vs. Capcom 1. And uh, yeah, Cap- Captain Commando is a super cool character. He Capcom is, is, is his name. He was um, kind of their first company mascot. That didn't really pan out as well. Nobody really cares about him. Nobody knows that. But uh, he had his own Final Fight style beat-em-up game, and um, his design's really cool. He's kind of a heroic cyborg. Um, he has almost like a American aesthetics to him, and he had a really cool moveset in the game. He had the Captain Corridor, which is like a huge lightning strike to the ground, and he'd actually become kind of an integral part to the high tier Marvel vs. Capcom 2 play because of that move. As an assist, it's a really good move to uh, keep people off of you when they're attacking you because Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is a very aggressive uh, versus game. Air dashing and crazy combos and all that. But this is Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and you only had two characters. There was an interesting uh, mechanic in Marvel vs. Capcom 1 called think it's called variable cross where if you had enough super meter you could call out both of your characters at once so you're literally playing as two characters at once which is kind of I mean it's chaotic but it kind of fits with how chaotic the games are and you had an unlimited super meter for a short amount of time and you just go crazy <laughs> actually just like the game when you put a credit into the machine it says let's go crazy <laughs> so that's kind of pretty fun but yeah captain commando super cool guy and this track was very cool kind of high energy versus game music so i wanted to include that on this playlist 
All right, listeners, that was round three. And, yeah, continues to be a tough choice. Once again, these were kind of different flavors of tracks. Shukapau, first one or the second one that we listened to? The first one. First one, okay. Yeah, this one was tough. I think I've got to go with the second one. (laughs) So we're going to have to rope Prof Jeff in once again for this one. That first track, undeniably, was really great. It was also the returning track. But for me, I just couldn't get over the guitar in that second track. It was really, really cool sort of 80s, early 90s rock guitar sound that I just like a whole lot. Reminded me a little bit of Storm Eagle. So the first track that you heard, listeners, was the one that I chose, which is the theme of War Machine from Marvel vs. Capcom. That was chosen by The Last Recon. War Machine, of course, is Tony Stark's friend, or Iron Man's friend. Uh, Colonel... Oh my gosh, I forgot his first name. Wow, I'm so sad. I want to say Dustin, but that's... No, that's the wrestler. Colonel... Colonel, Ro- Colonel Rhodes. <laughs> um, I can't remember Colonel Rhodes' first name. That's so sad. But a really cool character in the comics, in the MCU, in the cartoons, and from what I remember, in these games as well. And he went up against Carlos's theme, which was the one that you picked. This is the returning theme, the only one that was actually picked twice. Captain Commando's theme from Marvel vs. Capcom. And... If I remember correctly, you picked this one last time, too, and I picked Super Scroll. So Jeff has already picked a theme over Captain Commando's theme, uh, but it was pretty close, if I remember his comments correctly. So we'll have to see what Jeff has to say about this one. Time for tiebreak number two. In the red corner, we have James Rhodey Rhodes, The War Machine. He's like Iron Man, but with a different color scheme and more guns, and sometimes that's all you need. He was also one half of my MC1 team alongside Venom. Not sure how that would work in real life, but it's fun to think about and more fun to play. In the blue corner, we have Captain Commando getting up from his beat down at the hands of Clerk the Super Scroll in our last installment. Though it looks like the Captain and his Commando companions had the upper hand in the early game, turns out the Super Scroll really doesn't like getting ganged up on by teams of four, so that was that. We've already talked about Captain Commando's theme, but War Machine's song is an entirely different animal. Here you have an industrial bass line that sounds like heavy machinery, and it's complemented by a high-flying synth solo that reflects James Rhodes' background in the United States Air Force. And I also appreciate the little piano riffs in the background as well. Adds a lot. Out of all the ties I've had to break, this is actually the toughest one because while I much prefer the composition of the War Machine song, I think the Captain Commando song has much better instrumentation, and it doesn't help that both songs are excellent either, because I can't use that as a criteria. Listening to these songs back and forth and forth and back for hours on end, I eventually had to settle on the song I could deal with looping in the background for days at a time. A song that, like Guile's theme, goes with everything. Captain Commando picks up the win here because while the War Machine track attempts great things and doesn't quite get there, the Commando and Friends produce an instant classic for the ages. Alright, Prof Jeff, thank you so much. And you know what? Let's go ahead and continue into round four. First, we have 
Shuma Gorat's theme from Marvel vs. Street Fighter, chosen by The Last Recon. was a theme of Shuma Gorath from Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. Um, for those of you who don't know, Shuma Gorath is a Marvel character. Uh, he comes from what's known as the Chaos Dimension. My younger brother Daniel loves playing with him in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And he's gotten quite good with him. Um, he's one of the few people I know that can actually pull off the Chaos Dimension special. So, like, yeah, he, uh, my brother in that game. My brother loves Marvel vs. Capcom 2. But we're talking about Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter. Yeah, Shuma Gorath basically he looks like a, he's basically a giant octopus with one eye that throws eyeballs and stuff and takes you to Chaos Dimension. Um, he's definitely a unique fighter and a unique villain. Um, he's fought the Avengers on several occasions, so, and I think Doctor Strange as well. So, that being said, I'd asked a question from the previous uh, track, which was, how many of the X, or what, uh, Wow, I got tongue-tied, sorry. The question was, can you, to name which X-Men have been Avengers as well? So, several of the X-Men have been Avengers. So, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch don't count because neither one were technically ever X-Men. They were part of the Brotherhood of Mutant, of Evil Mutants, so they don't count. So, going down the list. Beast has been an Avenger. Firestar has been an Avenger. Wolverine's been an Avenger. Storm has been an Avenger. Havoc has been an Avenger. Cannonball has been an Avenger. Sunspot has been an Avenger. Rogue has been an Avenger. Sunfire has been an Avenger. And X-23 has been an Avenger. So, oh, and also Cable. And Dazzler. A lot of X-Men have been Avengers. So you're probably wondering like about those last few you've never heard of. So, what basically happened was a few years ago, uh, there was an event called Avengers vs. X-Men in which the X-Men and Avengers were up against, like they were fighting against each other. At the end of the event, Captain America decided to put together a team known as the Uncanny Avengers, which consisted of both X-Men and Avengers. And the team was led by Rogue, and I believe Havoc as well. Or it was led by Havoc, and but often sometimes led by Rogue. So a little bit of history for you guys. Uh, so, all right, the next question. Over the years, the Hulk has had several different personalities ranging from Savage Hawk, Doc Banner, The World Breaker, Claw, which is the Hawk's Hawk, and The Green Devil. So, actually also known as Devil Hawk. So, with that being said, the final question of the night. The Hawk has had several different personalities over the years, be it from the Savage Hawk, to Doc Banner, to the Green Scar, to the World Breaker, to 
the Devil Hawk to Club, which is known as the Hawks Hawk. See uh, Marvel Axis for that one. Does anyone know what the exact name of the persona that the Grey Hawk takes on? Answer when we get back. And Clock Tower Stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2, chosen by Carlos. Okay, here we are. This is the Clock Tower stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. This is composed by Tetsuya Shibata, and now I'm gonna do my little dance. So this is the theme of this episode, right, is Marvel vs. Capcom. And what I realized as we are putting the list together is that my favorite soundtrack in the series doesn't have any themes for characters. So how can we... How can I pick a track from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 without there being a character related to the, the, the track. Um, well, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, this is representing Capcom itself. So the series couldn't exist without Capcom's involvement and the all the work that was involved with it and all the kind of creativity that really made it stand out and really ring true to fans of both Marvel and Capcom. So. Um, I, I had to throw in a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 track because I love the soundtrack so much. It's completely unrelated to any of the characters and actually the stages themselves are all... Well, one, this was in the year 2000. This game was also kind of developed with the Dreamcast in mind. So all the backgrounds of the game while the characters fighting are in 2D, so they're pixel characters. All of the stages are 3D and are wild. So like, I mean, this is a clock tower. So it's literally like gears and, and scaffolding in a clock tower with some little like mice running around. And all it does is serve as an interesting backdrop to the mayhem that you see in front of you. So uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is an insane game. Uh, like I said earlier, there's 65 characters. And it was kind of like Capcom saying, hey, we did all of these characters over the time and we're just gonna throw them into the game and just let it just let it be madness. They kind of released the game 
they never went back to adjust anything and the game is incredibly unbalanced but it makes for some really entertaining stuff i've had so many fun matches in this game and you actually pick three team members so uh, you can tag in and out freely and the, t the opposite team members also act as your assists so you, it's not like Marvel's Capcom 1 where you have a preset selection of characters you're choosing your assists and each character has their own three options for assists so it gets really crazy but as the game evolved uh, and people got better and better at the game the tier list of the game really skewed so there's only really a pool at the highest level if you really want to enter tournaments where people know what they're doing with this game you're gonna only really gonna be able to pick like seven or nine characters out of a pool of 65. that sounds like pretty harsh error but actually it's like i said it's kind of magic how this game works and when you see people playing at a really high level it looks like nothing else you'll ever see. <laughs> so I, I mean, if you ever want to try and play Marvel vs. Capcom, go for it. I think that it is available in some ways. Uh, I don't think this generation of consoles really supports it, but if you have like a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox 360 or going back to a Dreamcast or a, a PlayStation 2, stuff like that, you can play it on those systems. Um, Again, I'm being long-winded and I apologize, but really I gotta say how much I love this game and how much fun it is. So really, uh, you you won't have more fun playing Marvel vs. Capcom if you just get a group of friends together, even if they don't know what they're doing. Just picking the characters you like and just hitting buttons. It's, it's a really good time. Once again, two very, very different picks for round four. And Shugapow, which one is your choice? Hmm. I'm gonna have to say the first one. Yeah, yeah, I kind of figured, and we'll talk about why in a second. Oh, this one is tough for me, and I promise I'm not doing this just because I want Prof Jeff on here more, although it would be nice, but I gotta go with the second one, and listeners, before we get too deep, we listened in reverse order again, so Shukapow has gone with Capcom, and I have gone with Marvel on this one. The reason that I prefer Shumagorath's theme from Marvel vs. Street Fighter over the Clock Tower stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 oh. is I will, first of all, I will readily admit that technically speaking and performance wise, the Clock Tower stage is objectively a superior piece of music. The, the free jazz, the different instrumentation, it's just really, really cool, very technically impressive. But Shumagorat's theme, for me, is like the essence of Capcom. And it is the essence of the series. It's just a, it's a driving, synthy, cool beat. And it's got some of those, like the synth licks and the synth runs. It's got some of that unique instrumentation. The opening, just the staccato sense, the doot, 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 with the orchids just peppered in and just the right accents. And it's got its own sort of deceptive complexity to it, but it's behind that is just this driving beat that I think is perfect for a fighting game. Um, Shumagorath is also pretty cool, and a very odd choice to be in this game as 
just a playable character. <laughs> it's weird. Um, Shumagorath is sort of like a Cthulhu type being. <laughs> he's one of the great old ones in Marvel Comics, and he's literally like a galaxy eater. Like, I don't know how he fits into the story of this fighting game. It's really weird. Well, I they put Goku in fighting games before, so... That, I suppose that's true, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, this is funny. Um, the Clock Tower stage. Again, last time I talked about how I kind of gave the guys a, a rule of, like, it had to be a character theme. Well, the Clock Tower stage and um, one of our remaining songs is not, but also last time, Daryl did pick Network Mode from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and the Swamp Stage from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. MVC 2 has some really fantastic music in it. And now, Prof Jeff... One more time, give us your choice. Now it's time for tiebreak number three. In the red corner, we have everyone's favorite piece of fighting calamari from beyond the unknown, Shuma Gorath. In the blue corner, we have the Titanic timepiece from Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the Clock Tower, which stands still and tells time while other people fight. In terms of music, Shumagorath's theme is a sleek inter interdimensional dance number featuring tasteful orc hits and a bit of strings in the background for good measure. Meanwhile, the Clock Tower stage is a smooth, playful ensemble of piano, guitar, and brass that reminds me quite a bit of the Persona series, which also happens to have a lovely soundtrack. I also have to respect the sheer ballsiness of this track as a fighting game stage. This was also a difficult contest to judge, but in the end I had to give it to my boy Shuma for cramming all that personality into a game that has relatively low quality sound overall. Similar to the way that he crams the maddening soul-warping vistas of infinite horror contained in its eldritch being into the paper-thin walls of our paltry, three-dimensional world. In the end, it looks like time's up for the clock tower. Okay, Jukapal, we are approaching our last pair of tracks. And we are actually going to be listening to one of the tracks, well, a character for one of the tracks that we heard last time. And then we're going to listen to a staff roll, so fitting for the last track of these two episodes. But let's go ahead and get into it. So the first track, we have Daryl's pick, the theme of Cyclops from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Okay, that was Cyclops Stage from the game X-Men vs. Street Fighter. I went with the arcade version because I just, I love that CP2 sound. Just 
just does something to the ear, you know? But yeah, Cyclops has always been my favorite X-Men of all time. Uh, my brother David, he always liked Wolverine. I always liked Cyclops. That's always been our thing. So any game that has him in it, I usually pick and use him and learn how to fight with him. So uh, this was the second game he actually appeared in in terms of a fighting game. The first was X-Men Children of the Atom, which was made by Capcom. And while I could probably use this for the list, uh, our good host, Bedroth, wanted us to keep it strictly to the Marvel vs. Capcom series, basically from X-Men vs. Street Fighter on up. Uh, even though Akuma makes a guest appearance in X-Men Children of Adam, but we're not going to count that. So, with that being said, you're probably wondering what was the final, what's the answer? So, the question was, what is Greyhawk's, the, the Greyhawk, his personality, his persona? Was what is the name that he goes by? And the name is Joe Fixit. Uh, so for any of you who's ever seen like maybe the Hulk cartoons or read the comics, uh, Joe Fixit is kind of a wise guy. Think of him like a New Yorker type guy. So he put it like this: if the thing had was a bit more of a smart ass, a bit more. Ooh, I'm sorry. If the thing was a bit more of a a hole or you know smart Alec, uh, you'd have basically what the Joe Fixit. So, with that being said, thank you again, Sir Bedroth, for having me on tonight. Till next time. The second track, we have Carlos's pick, which is The Staff Roll from Marvel vs. Capcom. final track here this is the staff roll from marvel vs capcom 1 marvel vs capcom clash of superheroes this was composed by yuko takehara and masado koda uh, again throwing a bone to capcom this isn't a character theme per se but i i really feel like i wanted to just share some love for uh one the composers that are doing really great stuff this track Super fun drum and bass, almost sounds ahead of its time, <laughs> even though it's 90, 1998, so it's like right around this time. <laughs> but uh, this is something you would kind of hear in like Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, or some other soundtracks that people are really excited about. I feel like this is kind of a low key, really good track that people don't know about. And um, yeah, Capcom just killed it, guys. I, I can't, I can't oversell how much fun it was to be a kid in this era and go to the arcade 
and be able to play these games with just so much color, so much artistry, but also just feel great too. Um, when it comes to X-Men Children the Atom, for me, I don't, I've told this story a couple times, but basically me being a kid loving Street Fighter and reading X-Men comics at the time, this was also an era where you just wouldn't know when stuff would come out. So I went to the arcade and it was literally this moment where there was a crowd of people around an arcade machine and I just walked over to it not knowing what it was and to see that it was an X-Men game, but it was a Street Fighter game, blew my mind. I, I just can't get over how magical that was. So um, yeah, it's, these are versus games and the Marvel characters are fighting the Capcom characters, but no matter who wins, we win. <laughs> so I hope you really enjoyed my picks. And I, I know this is some type of versus thing. I, I just, I really honestly just want to share these tracks that I love. So, um, hopefully I win. I don't know. <laughs> no, hopefully we both win. Hopefully you win, the listener. So I'm just really excited to hear what tracks uh, my rival for this episode shares. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. That was our fifth and final round of this part two of our Marvel vs. Capcom episodes. Alright, let's see if we have a tie again this time. I gotta go with track number one. <laughs> I think track number two. You did it? Really? Really? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> oh man, that means that overall of the ten pairs of tracks we have, Prof Jeff is going to pick five of them <laughs> because we couldn't choose. That's crazy. Man, I was sure you were going to go with me on this one. That that second track was good, but it was weird. Like the the the, the part with like that woo 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 woo. It's it's weird stuff. It kind of reminds me of Kirby. Oh, like, well, that makes sense. That, that makes sense then. Yeah. I could hear that. I could hear that. I don't know. Uh, I guess similar reasons as last time. Uh, but so the first track that you heard in that pair was the theme of Cyclops from X-Men vs. Street Fighter. The second track was the staff roll from Marvel vs. Capcom. And yeah, so <laughs> once again, very weird choice. I think it is cool that uh, Captain Commando, Cyclops, and Spider-Man are sort of our MVPs for these episodes. They were each picked twice. And our MVP as far as the game that was picked the most. Let's take a look here. For X-Men vs. Street Fighter, we have one, two, three, four, five entries. For Marvel vs. Street Fighter, we have one, two, three, four, five, six entries. I uh, believe X-Men vs. Street Fighter is probably going to win more, but but we'll see. Marvel vs. Capcom, we have one, two, three, four, five entries. For Marvel vs. Capcom 2, we have got one, two, three entries. And in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, as we discussed, we have one entry. So actually, Marvel vs. Street Fighter was chosen the most out of all of them, uh, with X-Men vs. Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom 
tying for second place, and then NBC2, and then NBC3. So, nice mix of tracks here from our contestants. Gentlemen, once again, can't thank you enough for agreeing to do this, and regardless of who turns out winning, because as of time of recording, I actually don't know, because I'm going to have to come back in and talk after we get Prof. Jeff's recordings. Uh, thank you. It's been fantastic. You each brought ten wonderful themes, and it was really, really cool for me to hear some of y'all's favorite music from the series that, frankly, I don't know too well, but that means quite a bit to both of you. Thank you once again. And now, Prof. Jeff, for the fifth and final time. The fourth time, I guess, on today's episode. Let us know, did you choose Cyclops' theme, or did you choose the Marvel vs. Capcom staff role? Now for the final tiebreak. In the red corner, we have the Optic Blast Man himself, Cyclops, field leader and master tactician of the X-Men. Then in the blue corner, we have the staff role of Marvel vs. Capcom 1, honoring the group that was single-handedly responsible for my absolute favorite of the classic NBC games. You heard what I said. In terms of music, we have Cyclops' theme, a dynamic, heroic piece that captures the grit and determination of Cyclops. It combines bombastic fanfares with slow, introspective sections that paint a full portrait of a leader that not everyone likes, but everyone respects. Then we have the staff roll theme, a beautiful track that I cannot even adequately describe. The rhythm, melody, composition, instrumentation, everything combines to form a delicious cherry on top of an already delectable Sunday of a game. Against such an unstoppable juggernaut of a song, even stalwart Scott Summers doesn't stand a chance. In the end, this staff roll beatdown provides a brutal lesson in teamwork that Cyclops won't soon forget. Alright, well, you heard it here folks. Our winner for this round is Kung Fu Carlito with a score of 4-1. to one. And our winner for both parts put together is also <laughs> Carlos with a score of 7 to 3. And obviously, because half of these songs had to be tie-broken, uh, we, <laughs> we, had a, we had a rough time deciding on this one. There were a lot of great tunes, and both of you, I, I just can't thank you enough for, for taking the time out to record all your testimonials, pick all the music, send everything to me, uh, work with me as I kind of figured out how this whole thing was going to play out over the course of, I don't know, a few weeks. And just, you know, thanks for sharing this little bit of yourselves and your taste with us and with our listeners. Daryl, definitely don't feel bad. Uh, you brought the heat on this show. And all of this, of course, is just its a matter of subjectivity. Uh, what would be really fun is to get together sometime with uh, all three of you guys, Carlos, Daryl, and Jeff, and discuss who would actually win in these fights when it came to like the character and how they uh, how they are in you know in lore in canon lore. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's time to get back to it one last time. Want to plug? Carlos's show, Heroes 3, about um, Asian cinema and some of the really awesome stuff that you can find out there. And Daryl's shows about uh, anime music, uh, Senpai's playlist. 
and also very unique VGM podcast called the VGM Fight Club. The season finale was a few weeks ago, and Daryl and I were pitted against each other as I defended my championship with, uh, well, we both picked songs from Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers games. It was great music, great commentary, and it was really just a lot of fun. Great way to end the season. And uh, Daryl, your uh, challenge that you issued to Prof. Jeff, I'm assuming, is still going to stand after this episode. So sometime next season, you may hear Prof. Jeff and Daryl again on an episode of the VGM Fight Club. Thank you once again, everyone, for listening. Uh, Carlos and Daryl for contributing your tracks. Prof. Jeff for serving as our esteemed tiebreaker. Can't wait to record with you next time, whenever that happens to be. And Shukapal, thank you once again for joining me this season and for these last 15, 16 months on this cool little show that we've got. Your break starts now, since you won't be coming back on the podcast until September. Uh, my break will start after our next one, the season finale with Prof. Jeff, where we're just going to talk about comic books and comic book uh, video game music. And uh, gamers, we'll let you know when that happens. It might not come out until sometime in late July, so you may have a little bit of a break, but then that can tide you over, perhaps, in the middle of summer while we're on our hiatus. And... I have decided on that episode, I will be ready to announce the special thing we're going to be doing for Season 4. It's going to be exciting, we're going to have fun, and I think Shukapau and I are going to have one bonus episode in there somewhere, probably in August, uh, and we're going to be talking about fours, or quartets, or whatever you want to call them. Um, Things having to do with four in video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was Shukapau's idea, and we're going to have some really cool music for you. Uh, so be looking forward to that sometime in August. For now, though, I would like to thank our lovely patrons. Just going to rattle down the list this time. You can find links to their things in the show notes, and thank you all very much. Alex Messenger, Skeletroy, Ryan Steele, Kung Fu Carlito, who was featured on this episode. Daryl, the last Recon Bowers, who was featured on this episode. <laughs> Forrest Shomlian, the mysterious Nathan, and our newest patron, Sprintcade. Who not only joined up when we don't even have any tears going on right now, so he literally just picked a figure and decided that was what he was going to give us, but also shared with us uh, a code for a free copy of Monster Hunter Stories 2. Cade? Thanks so much. It's been a blast getting to know you. Uh, yeah, so thank you all for joining, and thank you everyone for listening. As I have mentioned, the Patreon is going to be suspended for the summer. The tears are going to go away, but you can still uh, find us on Patreon and support us. Give whatever you you would like, whatever you think we, we deserve, and we will be happy to have your support, uh, especially considering during the summer there won't be any, any perks or anything, so... <laughs> To our artists, I would like to uh, say a huge thank you to Naomi Rubin, who did our fantastic podcast cover art. Uh, once again, Carlos, who did the cool portraits that you see on the YouTube page. Uh, ben the Dyad Dishman, who did our cool pixel art. And once again, Skeletroy, who of course composed our theme song and all of its variations. And, you know, I think that's going to just about do it. Shukapau, since this is the last time you're going to be on for 
a while. Do you have anything to plug? Anything to talk about? Anything to say? Oh, you got your learner's permit. Yeah, I did get my learner's permit. Yay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Still waiting to hear back about the job mm-hmm. and stuff, but so yeah, congrats. Good job. Hey. And now, follow you on where? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Shinkfow. I do nothing there. <laughs> you talk every once in a while. You you complain when your person doesn't get out of the smash. Yeah, which which leads to my flat.io later ring for smash where I compose music. Yeah, that's going to be your name until, for a while. Until the next smash game comes out. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> wonder who's going to be in the next smash game. Definitely the original 12. Yeah, yep. Probably oh. quite a few of the DLC characters from uh, Ultimate. Probably. Ice Climbers will get killed again. Ultimately, only time will tell. Pichu will probably get killed again. Yeah. Dr. Uh, Mario. We should... It might be fun to uh, talk about which which characters we think will, will come back. I don't know the competitive scene nearly well enough to know, though. Of course, that also doesn't really matter to Nintendo. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, alright then. I'm going to make uh, Luigi a DLC character again. You can find... You can find our... Twitter, uh, which is really mostly my Twitter. Communism. At BGM Pod. Uh, you can also find us on Discord. A link will be in the show notes. And as always, you can find us on YouTube and at Anchor.fm or any of your podcatchers of choice. Thanks once again. We appreciate you all so much. And until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to Very Good Music. Marvel vs. Street Fighter. We have one, two, bless you, three, four, five. Not much of a blooper reel this time. Those are delightful noises. (laughs) Mucus, yay. Yay. So what do you prefer, Mucus or Kasuya? (laughs) Hmm, not sure. The Smash announcer pronounces his name like it should be pronounced Kazuya and not how everybody like including us probably says it which is Kazuya <laughs> Kazuya Hey recording Hey you know my name because <laughs> cause, cause you will know hard names. Yeah. Yes, we're still recording. Never see it coming. I want to show you my um 
Mega Man Dr. Wily stage theme. I will I show you my power. Fight me. This is the Monado's power. Fight now me. it's shock time. You're too slow. Okay. Huh? La 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 la. Boria! Are you okay? Sure you can. Show me your boobs. Ah. Wah. Ah. I never learned how to read. <laughs> oh. Yep. This is what happens behind the scenes, everybody. You get a you get a, a peek into. They make Smash Bros. noises. Yep. You can tender. Pizza crust. Uh, Power wave. Power dive. Eha. Gun. 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 Jump gun. Tesla-carn. Rakara-carn. I can't do Some that Some Japanese thing. Oh, wait. Because Final Fantasy Square Enix is... Don't like letting Final Fantasy characters speak English. They don't like letting Dragon Quest characters speak at all. <laughs> what? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, Link can't speak at all either. That's true. Uh, oh, wait. Except in Link Phase of Evil. <laughs> uh, and in the cartoon. Yeah. Well, excuse, well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> uh, I'm so proud you know that. Hey, paisanos! It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Yeah! We're the Mario Brothers and Plummets, a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double, because we're apparently plumbers in this universe, for real. Uh. <laughs> you know, though, Mario Super Show is actually pretty cool. The live action sitcom segments were really, really funny. <laughs> uh, so the guys meet, like, Dr. Frankenstein and one of the Ghostbusters, and. A lot of other people that you're not going to know who they are at all. <laughs> How about Weird Al? Because it was the late 80s, early 90s. You know, I don't think Weird Al was ever actually on the show. That would have been cool. It would have been. I'm not sure if they weren't a big enough deal to get him on, or if he wasn't a big enough deal to be on the show. It, uh, I don't know, it's weird. Because this was, again, around 1990 or so. Even the cartoon was so hilarious. Your grandpa got a big kick out of the there there is this one cartoon where they, they like the guys find this genie in the desert in desert land and when she sees Toad she says, Ah there's a fungus among us <laughs> And your granddad just thought that was hilarious. In the Mario three episode or show, there's an episode where the uh, angry sun attacks or something, but right before it, he com it comes on screen Luigi's making an excuse about something. He says, ah, uh, the, the sun was in my eyes. And the sun comes on and says, I was not. <laughs> I remember uh, that, I think. Yep. And Neverender, your, uh, your uncle Lee, Neverender. Um, yeah, again, just thought that was hilarious. Just struck him just the right way. Okay. You know, when I do YouTube, I'm just going to have a link in the description that leads to the Legend of Zelda wiki page for Link. Because it's hilarious. I'll link to the link in the description. Link in the description. Nice. Link to the past. 
Ta-da-da-da. Ta-da-da-da-da. Ta-da-da. Ta-da-da.